but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are freely given to us from God. Amen. So the Bible says it like this in verse 9. It says, Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. So if you can think it, and if you can experience it in your life, then, then there's, God is saying there's more. Yeah. Amen. He wants to do exceedingly above all. Yeah. You can think, ask, or even imagine. Amen. But he says, I has not seen it, ear has not heard it, it's not entered the heart of man, but he says the things that God has prepared. Yeah. That means there are things that God has prepared for you yes. that are still coming your way. Amen. Amen. That means God is not waiting for to prepare it for you. God has prepared it for you. All it takes is for you to come in line and in position for your prepared blessing. Amen. Now, uh, a scientist says it like this: is that you know when you know when uh, when you boil a kettle and we say vapor comes out of it, right? And or steam, but vapor is not something that you can drink. Or touch right so like on a hot day like this water is evaporates goes towards him goes up as vapor but in the atmosphere when it returns back how does it return as rain so as your praises go up like vapor when it comes down it's coming down tangibly like rain and so today I declare that's what the prepared blessings of the Lord is. Yes. What you see, this uh, uh, you, you barely see it, you barely feel it. You, you, you know, you can feel steam, you can feel the heat of steam. But when when, when, they, when, when there is an outpouring, yeah. you can feel it. Amen. Amen. So I declare today that there's going to be rain over your life. Amen. That I pray that you are walking into your prepared blessing. Yes. You are walking into a measure of blessings that God has in store for you. Amen. And so, Father, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. We bring your sons and your daughters before you. We pray today, we declare that there are prepared blessings. There are, there are commanded blessings that is in store for them. And so, Lord, rain down on them. Like, O oh God, Elijah said, O oh God, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I see the rain, prepared blessings of answers to prayer, prepared doors that are opening to you, opportunities that is coming your way, favor that is coming your way, that grace has been poured out over your life. So we declare today, this is a season of prepared blessings. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, amen. God bless you even as we worship God together. It's good to see those that are in the house and for those that are joining us online, sing and worship together with us. I know that God will show up even in your life. God bless. Hallelujah. Amen. We come to praise God this morning. Amen. Come on, put on your garments of praise. Put on your dancing shoes right now. What glory belongs to you. And the Bible says when the praises go up, the blessings come down. You gotta believe right now. Thank you. 
right now from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sea. All glory belongs to Him. Your name was 
no other name than our, our Lord right now. And we want to declare that He's worthy. And worthy and mighty to be praised. He's worthy of it all right now, Father. We surrender unto you.
Make me whatever you want me to be. You see, until there is a surrendered life, the Bible says you abide alone. But when you surrender to the processes of heaven, when you say, Lord, come into my life. Lord, lead me. Not my plans. Not my agendas. Come on. God is looking for somebody. You've been serving him. But you haven't surrendered. You've been calling yourself a Christian, but you haven't surrendered. You haven't come to the place. The Bible says, up until the sea falls to the ground and dies and abides alone. You've got to surrender. That dying process is a surrendering. Today I declare over your life, may God make you over again. Like he said to the disciples, he says, follow me and I will make you. God is desiring to make you. To the one that created you, will you surrender to him? They say, come and have your way in my life. I need you. So Father, we thank you. You're a faithful God. You're a merciful God. You're a kind God. You're a gracious God. And this morning, even as we gather around your word, we believe that the entrance of your word brings light and life. So speak to us this morning. We ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. And amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. you may be seated. Amen. Thanks to the worship team. Amen. We sang the song, make me a vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. Amen. God knows why he created you. See, this is the, the whole purpose of this portion of scripture. When we say, Lord, make me a vessel. It, it says, Lord, I'm surrendering to your will. And you're making a statement and you're saying, the creator knows why he made you. It's like the chairs that you are sitting on. The creator knew what the purpose was behind it. So God, when he made you, he made you with a purpose. Amen? And when you're fulfilling that purpose, then you are best and most useful. Amen? So we pray God's blessings over you. But the other verse of it says, it, 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 it comes to the point where there is new wine, there is new power. Amen? I was listening to the song on Friday. And, uh, and it really just resonated in my spirit that the reality is that God wants to bring in and pour in new wine into our vessels. Amen? And what uh, new wine is basically new revelation, a new measure of God's anointing. And when that comes into your life, it will be new power. But we know that the vessel, that means the wineskin, has to be prepared for the new wine. That means the Bible says you can't take new wine and put it into old wineskins. And, 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 and this is, uh, you can't put a new anointing, a new revelation into old wineskin. Because the, the nature of it is that it's going to cause it to burst. So in order, before God can even pour in new revelation and a new anointing, he has to first make us pliable again. And the way that they make the wineskin pliable is they rub it with oil. Amen? 
And so today, may you be rubbed with the oil of God's anointing to make you pliable, make you accessible to receive this new new revelation and new anointing of God. And that's only when new power. Some of us want the new power without the process. But you've got to undergo the process because God knows why the process is needed for your life. Amen. So there is a new anointing that is coming your way. Amen. amen. Somebody say amen. 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 So we, we are glad that we, we, we in this uh, last week before Christmas. Amen. It's an exciting time for everybody. And uh, I, I know it's also a, a, a time where some of us are exercising caution. And, and so we pray God's blessings over you for those that, that have been affected with, the, with, with, with Corona. We pray God's healing over your life, over your family, over your loved ones. Amen. Many are recovering, so we thank God for that. Amen. Amen. And Amen. Um, and uh, I, I pray that uh, that God will watch over us for those that are uh, are being safe. May God bless you. But join online. Amen. If you're saying you're joining online, join online. Amen. Amen. At the time that the service is. Yeah. Amen. That means next week, Saturday, is our Christmas morning service here at the church at 7 and at 9. Amen. So if you if you are moving around and shopping and visiting, then you can be in church. Amen. And if you are social distancing, yeah. then distance from everything. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So you're not social distancing, you're physically distancing. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on, let's just get our priorities right, yes. right? Amen? Yeah. And so that's the important part. And then I want to just share with you. So just remember next week, Saturday, 7 and 9, Sunday morning, we'll meet at 9 o'clock at the church. Amen? And uh, we'll let you know the announcements for the New Year's Eve service. Amen? I want you to even prepare for your a prophetic declaration, a word that you're taking into 2022. Amen. That means don't enter 2022 without a word from the Lord. Without, a, without something that you're praying, you're believing, you're trusting God for as you enter into the year. And I believe as you extend your faith, God will show up and manifest in your life. Amen. Amen. We've seen it year on year and our theme for this year has been faithfulness and fulfillment. And we've seen how God has Amen. manifested Amen. that yes. in the lives of so many members of the family and so many people in the house. And so we know we are excited about what God has in store for us even in the new year. Amen. So let me go into the word of the Lord today. I'm speaking about being a faithful servant. I was spoke last week about faithfulness. I'm continuing on the same topic, but I want to speak about faithful servants. Amen. And that God is calling us into a place of servanthood. Now, in the book of, uh, of Ephesians chapter 4, Verses 11 and 12, we ended up last week where it says that God has given a fivefold ministry gifts to the body of Christ to, uh, to train and equip the body of Christ. Amen. Now the fivefold ministry is, he says, I've given some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. Amen. And so we established last week that not everybody is a pastor, not everyone is an evangelist, but there is a room for that fivefold ministry gifting. It's a gift from the Lord. It's not a gift that anyone can give somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I can't give you that gift. Yes. Amen. I can pray from you, for you from morning to evening, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I can't make you a pastor. Yeah. Amen. That's a gift from the Lord. 
Amen. And uh, so those are, are gifts from the Lord. But what did he give it for? Is for the equipping of the saints. I used this example this morning and I said, when you go to university and you've been trained to be an accountant, the person that is training you, your, your professor, your, 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 your educator that is training you, is, is giving you the information. When after you leave there, after you leave the university, does the professor follow you, go to the place that is employing you, paying you, and he do the work? So he trains you so that when you go out, you do the work. Yes. So the fivefold ministry is the same. It's to equip the body of Christ so that the body of Christ can do the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So, so that means when, when, when you're training a plumber, the person training them doesn't go and work with them on maybe, maybe in initial phases, yeah. mm -hmm. but he doesn't go there continuously. Amen. So you've got to understand when the church has to come to the mandate, if we're going to fulfill the mandate, remember what was the reason that God was giving the strategy? He gave the strategy to Moses because he says the work has become too much for one individual. So God is multiplying himself in them. So this is where it is coming. And I pray that fivefold ministry giftings within the body of Christ will equip people. That part of the equipping is not just giving information. It's an impartation of spirit yeah. and anointing. Amen? That means if you're going to serve within the vision of the house, you've got to know what the vision of the house is. Yeah. So the leadership gift does not do the, the building. The people do the building. Yeah. Those that are being equipped. Now, I'm going to define that for you. So we understand that Moses... The example that God gave to Moses, later on, we see that same example in the life of Jesus. So Jesus goes, and the Bible says he makes disciples. So he goes in, he chooses men, and then he says, follow me, and I will make you. So that means, he's saying, there's two things you've got to do. One, you've got to follow. And secondly, you have to submit to the process of being made. Amen. Amen. Now, in the church of Jesus Christ, we've got a lot of members. We've got a lot of Christians. Now, nowhere in the scripture does the, the, the instruction of God go and say, go and make members. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't go and say, go and make Christians. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The Bible says, go ye into all the world and make disciples. Now there's a difference between a disciple and a member, a disciple and a Christian. Because a disciple is one that takes the teachings, takes what he, the impartation, and then in turn sends it or gives it to somebody else. A disciple can make disciples. I want you to understand this is important that as you as you become discipled, you need to become a discipler yeah. of other people. Amen. So Jesus makes this, and this is where the distinction is. If we understand disciples and discipleship, then you'll understand why Jesus says, he comes to his disciples and he says, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yeah. So that means 
He's, you can't transfer a burden or a yoke to a member. You can transfer it to a disciple. Yeah. Yeah. That means a disciple is a follower of Jesus. Amen. So he goes into that place and he says, take my yoke. Then Jesus goes a little deeper. And to his disciples he says, now you must eat my flesh. And drink my blood. Now he's not talking about cannibalism. He's talking about becoming a partaker of the burden that was on him. That means like how Moses was in the mountain and, 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 or at the tabernacle and the Lord says, I will take up your spirit and place it on them. This is what Jesus is saying. Up until you have eaten of my flesh and drunk of my blood. He says, up until you become a partaker of the vision and the mandate that is over my life, you can't have no part of me. Yeah. 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 Amen. Members haven't gotten to that deep relationship where they partake in the burden because membership is based on a, a, a fee, is yeah. based on an association, yeah, and the so association is fluid. Because you can determine when you want to be a member and when you don't. Yeah. But a disciple is born. Yeah. Yeah. He says those that are born of God yeah. are the sons of God. So you've got to be born into this thing and be born out of it. Yeah. And until you come to that place, you can't receive grace. Yeah. You can't receive the full measure that God has in shop. I want you to hear me today because the problem is that we're trying to build the house of God, but we're building it with members. People who think they got a freedom of association. They can determine when to walk in and when to walk out. They want to choose what they want to benefit or what they don't want to benefit. The other day I saw a, a, a golf membership and in a golf club and they said, if you become a member, you get access to these things. And then when I looked at it, it wasn't all the access to everything because you had to have a different type of membership. Yeah, yeah. So I do not know. We're not selling any gold memberships or no platinum <laughs> memberships in Porter's House or, 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 or any standard packages. The only package here is disciples. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So the culture of the house is we're making disciples. Yeah. Amen. So this is important that we're going to bring this in because when we come to discipleship, then I can hold you to a higher standard. Yeah. Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. Are, you being made, are you prepared to be made? That means when you start, when things get a little bit uncomfortable for you and you want to walk, then I must ask you, are you prepared to be made? Yeah. That means you haven't evolved to a disciple. Until you come to say, Lord, make me a vessel. Make me an offering. Make me whatever you want me to be. A place where we, we come to, where Jesus comes to his disciples, and he says, if you are to be my disciple, take up your cross and follow me daily. The disciple has learned how to die to self. Come into that new place that God has for you. So, we understand the process is that God is making us a servant of his. Now, the reason is this. This is important. Faithfulness as a servant is going to bring promotion. It's going to bring favor. It's going to bring blessings into your life. Now, let's go to Exodus chapter 24. And I was reading all of this to get us to this point. Verses 9. 
Then went up Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and the seventy elders of Israel. Now look at how powerful this is. They saw God, the God of Israel, and there was under his feet, as it were, paved work of sapphire stone, and as it were, a body of heaven in his clearness. And upon the, no, uh, upon the nobles and the children, he laid not his hand, and also they saw God, and did eat and drink. Now, I want you to understand, they were seeing God manifested right in their presence. They saw it almost as if a piece of heaven was under his feet. And they saw what, what would be, what, what they would see in heaven. And then the Bible says in verse 12, And the Lord said unto Moses, Come up to me into the mountain, and there I'll, uh, 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 and be there, and I will give you the, ta the tables of stone, and the law and the commandments which I have written, that you may teach it to them. And Moses rose up, in, and, and his minister Joshua, and Moses went to the mountain of God, and he said unto the elders, Carry here with, before us until we come again to you. That means he said, I'm coming back. And behold, Aaron and her are here with you. And if any of you have any matters to do, let him come to them. Yeah. And Moses went into the mountain, and, and the cloud covered the mountain, and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And, he, and, and the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain and in the eyes of all the children. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got into, up into the mountain. And, the, and Moses was in the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Imagine what a powerful yeah. This is a powerful, powerful yeah. picture of the manifestation of God's power. But I want you to see some of the lessons here. God called Moses. He says, bring the 70 elders. Bring Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and they come. Come to the mountain. When they came to the foot of the mountain, God manifests his glory to them. But then God says, he speaks only to Moses. All of them are present. He speaks in their hearing, but to Moses. Hearing? Yeah. He speaks yeah. to Moses in the hearing of the elders, and he says, I'm giving, going to give you the tables of the law, I'm going to give you the commandments, and all that I've written, and you will come back and teach it to the people. Now, but the reality is that God says to him, you've got to come up the mountain. So that I can give you this. God could have given it to him in, in their presence. But he says you come up to the mountain. Because what I'm going to give you. I can't just give it to you without you being in the presence. Yeah. 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 Amen. Before you teach it to the people. I want to teach it to you. Yeah. 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 Amen. He was going for a training session. Yeah. It is important for any leader. To have spent time with God yeah. before you can teach. Before the word can come out your mouth, yeah. it must be in your heart, yeah. in your spirit. Yeah. And then it must come out of you. So, But the, the, the look at this, he, he 
says, and Moses rose up and his minister Joshua with him. Moses didn't go into the cloud on top of the mountain alone. Yeah. He took Moses, he took Joshua with him. Look at the instruction after that. He says, well, to the rest of you, you wait here. Yeah. Don't go back home. Yeah. You wait here. You wait here till we come back. Mm. However long it is, yeah. wait here till we come back. Now, this is a very important instruction. That means everything here is based on instruction and principle. Yeah. And the instruction is, we're going up to the mountain, and you wait here, and if you have anything, there's Aaron and her yeah. that is here. You take it up with them. Any questions, you ask them. They will answer. And he's, he's, he's giving the picture. He says, when they answer, and this can be inferred from the portion of scripture, yes. when they answer, it's as if I'm answering. Yes. Moses is establishing a leadership principle yes. that amongst, amongst the many leaders, yes. there are those that are, that, that, that are senior amongst them. And he's saying there are certain of them that I'm giving them that power. So I want you to get to that place because sometimes we get the sense of equalization. But we don't understand how God operates. Yeah. And he established an order and he says, Aaron and her are here. Remember later on we will find when, 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 Moses, when Joshua is fighting in a battle. Moses is on the mountain with his hands up. And when his hands got tired, who was lifting up his hands? Not everybody is going to be lifting up the hands of the leader. There's 70 others. You want to know why God places his hands on some people and not everybody? Because there's some people that are prepared to walk a step further than others. Amen. There's a reason why Joshua is in the battlefield. Because Joshua is in the battlefield because Joshua learned how to be on the mountain. Yes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He learned how to be with Moses. So when he's in the battlefield, he's like Moses being in the battlefield. Because he spent time in the mountain. I've got to, I want you to hear me today. Is that faithfulness as a servant it's going to cause you to be positioned for, for greatness that God wants to do. So it's no surprise later on, when Moses is extracted from the earth, that God will put Joshua in place. But Joshua had to learn some things. I want you to understand this. Joshua is in the mountain with, with Moses for six days. They are in the cloud. The people are looking on the cloud and, and, and the people say it's like a devouring fire. To the people, it's like the mountain is on fire. But in the midst of that, Moses and Joshua is waiting on the Lord. Mm. But there's a cloud within a cloud. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Yeah. The Father is occupying a space within a space. And in that moment, God is speaking to him for six days. He's there and God is speaking to him. And then God says to Moses, now you come a little deeper. Joshua is with him in the atmosphere, but there was an atmosphere that even Joshua couldn't step into. There was a place that was deeper that Joshua had to step into, and when he or Moses had.
nights. It's not, I want you to understand, you can be in the presence of the Lord and be sustained by the Lord. Yes. 40 days and 40 nights he was there. 40 days and 40 nights, the rest of the leadership was waiting at the foot of the mountain. Mm -hmm. No, this is a season where no one can abandon their space. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah. Amen. This is a season when you got when God called you to do something, you stay in your post. Yes. You don't abandon your post because of we saw a devouring fire. How can they manage six yeah. days up there? How can they manage 40 days and 40 nights? Imagine a devout a fire. They said a devouring fire, not just an oh, this thing is like a raging fire. Yeah. But it wasn't consuming. Was sustained. There's a fire of God that has come out of but it's going to sustain you. The Bible says in Zechariah, He says, I will be the wall of fire around you yes, Lord. and the glory in your midst. That kind of fire that God is going to protect you with is not going to consume you, but it is going to sustain you. Hallelujah. Yes, Amen. Amen. And so they stayed in the mountain. Now I want you to understand this. Access to certain environments doesn't give you the right to speak. Joshua had access to the very manifest presence of God. He had the front seat. He had the front seat to a divine manifestation of God and yet he spoke not a word. Yeah. You've got to learn how to be in the presence yeah. and you need to understand that the, your access to the presence was not as out of your own doing. Yeah. The access to the presence is out of association. What was his association? The Bible says he ministered to Moses. What did it mean? He didn't preach to Moses. The word ministered there meant he served Moses. His association was servanthood. But servanthood gave him access to some things. And just because you got access to some things, it doesn't give you a right to speak. Remember later on, the disciples of Jesus, they said to Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration, they said, hey, let us rather make an altar for you, for Moses, for Elijah. Hey, they had access, and they mistaken it as right to make a suggestion. Some of you, because of your serving, are going to have access to certain things. When you have access to it, understand it's for you to just be there. Mm. Nothing else. Not to say anything. Mm. Not to recommend anything. Not to suggest anything. Don't misunderstand the access. Remember later, later on, Nadab and Abihu, mm. they will come in and they say, won't be there when God spoke. Yeah. And they mistaken access. Yeah. Wow. They mistaken access to a right 
And they said, why do you act like God only speaks to you? You don't speak to us. Mm -hmm. And yet God showed them. In the midst of them, they're all there. But God spoke to Moses. I want you to get to that place. And this is where we mess up even in leadership within the house of God. Even in access. Some of us have access to to, to things of God. You have access to to the, 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 the visionary. You have access to the leadership. And just because of the access, you feel you've got a right to say something. Moses, Joshua spent time with Moses on the mountain and he didn't say a word. All his role was to serve. Being a servant means sometimes doing the menial tasks. I know now we over 30 years in, in ministry, I still serve. Still serve Pastor John. Still serve some of the, the ministry gifts that some of the ministry projects that God has given him. I said, because I know there's an attachment to it. That that is my role. That's what God told me to do. I'll do that. You can be in leadership and still serve others. Amen? And I want you to understand no task must be too menial. I want you to know this. I learned this from from my own mistake. When I was younger, I thought... There were certain tasks that were beneath me. When I first came into ministry, I thought, why I had to do this? Why I had to clean? Why, I, why was I left with this and left with that? But you know what? I never said anything. I thought it in my heart. But I still had God had to heal me from that. And the moment God healed me from that, he would trust me one more. Yeah. Be careful. Not to just make suggestions say things. Discern the moment. Discern, understand the access. There are things, I understand that there are doors that are now open to me as a result of it. As a result of serving. As a result of waiting. As a result of, of, of being prepared to do what other people were not prepared to do. As a, as a result of sometimes working but not being recognized for the not being acknowledged for God is going to honor you. God is going to bless you. I want you to understand this. Joshua did not see it as work. He saw it as ministry to Moses. How you approach what you're doing is important. Don't, don't say I'm doing this so that I can get something. If you're doing like that, then you have to issue is wrong. Joshua just served. Joshua didn't serve understanding that one day Moses is going to go and I'm going to be the leader. So don't serve with that in your, don't serve with an agenda. Just serve. Amen. Amen. Elijah served uh, Elijah. He didn't serve him saying, hey, I'm I'm going to take your place. He served. You've got to get to that place. The, the, uh, I want you to know eventually uh, uh, Joshua is promoted to the position of leader over Israel. But initially he ministered to Moses. This is very, very important. You're going to have to serve. Now many of us ask the question of how long. 
let's look at the life of Elisha. Elisha served Elijah. Go into 2 Kings chapter chapter 2. You can read the whole portion. After Elijah throws the mantle on Elisha, Elisha follows him. And then Elijah goes to Bethel and he says to him, don't come. And Elisha still follows him. Goes to Jericho, says don't come. And he follows him. Goes to Gilgal and he says don't come. And he still follows him. Even the disciples of Elijah says to him, don't you know your master is going? Why are you following him? So people that followed him were not made. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you. Yeah. These guys followed Elijah because there was a popularity, but they knew something that he was going to be taken. So they were looking for somebody else that, under whose coattails they can ride. Yeah. You know, they said that we have this culture that people follow under a person that is popular. Yeah. Till the point that this person is no longer popular, yeah. they find the next popular yeah. person. Yeah. People yeah. do that with churches. You go to the most popular church. Yeah. And when the, when the popular church is no longer popular, you go find the other popular church. Yeah. Yeah. And then you say you're the son. No, no, you're not the son. Yeah. Maybe call a trendsetter, anything else, but you're not the son. <laughs> but this is important. Or someone that rides on the coattails of others. You know, there's some people that just make it. They ride on the coattails of others. That means they try to get ahead using other people's success. So 2 Kings chapter 2. Elijah, Elijah is, is engaging with Elisha. Elisha is following him. But I want you to, to take extract a few things from Elijah following, Elisha following Elijah. Three things that we notice is Elisha served Elijah for a number of years. We see it and we read it like one chapter or two chapters. Yeah. And we think of it as in the form of days and hours. That's how we think. Yeah. Right? But the reality, it was a number of years from the time that Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha to the point that Elijah is taken to heaven. There's a years in between it. And the question that many people ask is, how long? How long or when will I be promoted? How long must I still serve? The question that he's coming here and he's saying, sir, no matter how long. Like Moses said to the disciples, wait, uh, to, his, yeah. to his leaders, he said, wait here yeah. till we come back. The second thing was, he had to be faithful to the vision that God gave Elijah. Some of the things that we've seen is that some people come into leadership and try to build their vision within the vision. You've got to understand, you've got to die to self. Elisha had to come and be faithful to the vision of Elijah. Now, this is what was said about Elijah. You go and read in, 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 in 2 Kings chapter 3, I think it's verse 11, where, where, where the Bible says, and, then, and Jehoshaphat, they were looking, the kings were looking for a prophet. And, they, and, and, and one of the men turned around to Jehoshaphat, and they said there was, they, there was this is what they said, yeah, 
one of the kings of, uh, of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. I want you to understand, how did they recognize the yeah. grace that was on Elisha? Yeah. They recognized it by him serving Elijah. Elijah. Yes. Because if you serve somebody yeah. long enough, there must be a transmission and an impartation from, and a transfer from them to you. Amen. Amen. How did they know that Elijah was a prophet? Elijah was a prophet. Was because he served the prophet. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't have spent so much of time with him yeah. and there'd be no transfer. I want you to get to the place. How did they know him? They didn't know him by his accolades. He spoke this word and that came to pass. He spoke that and that came to pass. No, 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 no. They, the way they knew Elisha was he served. Yeah. Yeah. You see, yeah. we, we put so much, so less emphasis on the serving. Yeah. We want the benefits without the serving. We want to we want to enjoy certain things without the serving. So he he says there is a there is something here that he served. And we see eventually that Elijah Elisha is promoted. So you may be asking, thinking, I've been serving five years, ten years, fifteen years. I've been serving. When is God going to promote me? God will promote you when He knows you are ready to. Just as Elisha was a faithful to the man of God and to the vision, you must prove yourself faithful to the vision under which God has set you. Until that day, it's no promotion. And this is something that God judges. Because God judges the intents of your heart. The scripture says it like this, if you are faithful in another man's field, God will give you your own. When you're faithful in fulfilling somebody else's vision. I want you to understand. I'm a product. I stand. Some of the doors that have opened to me locally and internationally. Has been as a result of the grace of Pastor John. I acknowledge that. Wherever I go. Doors that have been opened. Because of, of, of his ministry. I give acknowledgement. I acknowledge he is my spiritual father. He is my spiritual coming. I understand. You must acknowledge the grace on which you stand. And I can tell you the doors will never close. I've seen over the years some 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 young, more gifted, more talented young men in ministry come up and have access to opportunities and doors open and they go into the nations and, and, and these are really good guys used by the Lord. But because when they go there, there's no acknowledgement to the grace that has opened doors to them. The doors do not remain open. And I'm here to say to you, today I, we are beneficiaries of certain graces. And I'm believing God that there are some things that is even coming to this house. Yeah. God has opened supernaturally some graces. We, 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 you know, we have so much favor. You won't believe. We may be in lockdown. And, but the reality is that we, we're in, in a place of favor. God is opening doors in the Caribbean to us. And I'm believing God that there are other nations that have been open to us. And in this time, we're going to find some of our sons and daughters are going to step into those nations as well. Yeah. But I want you to understand, remain under that grace. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can't step into an area thinking it's you. Just because you were present doesn't give you the right to assume recognition. Understand this. There are secrets I'm sharing with you out of a life of sometimes learning, my own learnings, that will help you. The Bible says Elisha was, was not only promoted, but he received a double portion of the anointing on Elijah's, uh, on Elijah's life. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah. Do not put God in the box regarding how long you might serve the one, the, 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 the gift or the fivefold ministry gift that God has placed in your life. If you are faithful, God will promote you when you are ready and when, when he is ready and when you are ready. But God will promote you. God will reward you. I want you to understand your servanthood not go unnoticed. God will show up. Amen? Let's just bow our heads together. I pray today that you will be faithful in your serving. Faithful in your serving. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pray over your sons and daughters today. Watch over them. Bless them. Father, I thank you that you respond to faithfulness. Some are experiencing amazing favor because they've been faithful. I believe this is a season where God is rewarding faithfulness. I declare over your life and because you've been faithful, the word that God kept on giving me, there's a large and effectual door that is open to you. Big opportunities. Greater blessings. The way your praises go up and the type of blessings that come down is bigger than the praises that because God says, I'm no man's debtor. The Bible says, when you are faithful, it says, no man that has put his hand to the plow, no woman that has placed her hand to the plow, would God not reward in this life. I speak the rewards of God over your life, in the lives of your children, in the lives of your grandchildren, I declare that your name will be named in them. Your name will be known in them. They will see you. They will know you. They will remember you. There will be evidence of what God has done in your life. They will testify. Many of you are products of your parents' prayers, your mother's prayers, your father's prayers. They will be named in you. Some of the th things you would do, the places you would go, is because of their prayers. Some of the things you would do is because of their sacrifices. They will be named. 
So your victory is their victory. Your success is their success. Your promotion is their promotion. I speak over the lives of families today. Some of you have served the kingdom of God, served the house of God, and there's coming a reward. And when God gives, he gives pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So I thank you. The only accolade that heaven gives is well done my good and faithful servant enter in to the joy well done that is our prize I press to the prize of the mark of the high call well done my good and faithful servant bless your people today Lord we pray in Jesus